the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 85. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Good morning, Sandra. Morning. How are you? Um, I'm good. It is super smoky where I'm at still. Um, school's been closed down a couple of days over the last week and it was on the fence if it was going to be closed down today, but I'm looking out at my view here at these beautiful green rolling hills and all I see is gray, you know? Oh, wow. And, um, it's made for really beautiful sunrises, but it's just from a horrible, a horrible fire to the North of us, the Butte fires. So so yeah, I'm in my studio and I'm uh, I'm going to meet a sober sister today for lunch um, from the Unruffled. Oh, fun. Yeah, so we're going to meet up halfway. So I got that's what I'm doing. Are you getting ready for a big week? Yeah, we are taking um we are taking a very short but much needed trip out to my favorite place. Um my one of my favorite places ever. Um it's not it's in my home state in Texas. Um we're going out to West Texas. There's mountains and desert there and it's and no cell service and it's just really really wonderful and we're just going for a few days. We'll be back before Thanksgiving. Um taking my mom, taking my mother-in-law, taking the Scrabble game. Wow. Um and and the kids, of course, and the husband. <laughs> Don't forget that. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm just looking forward to it. So I'm yeah. a little um, a little spacey this morning because I've got to, you know, like anyone does, have a bazillion things to do before we go out of town, even though it's just for a few days. Like, oh, yeah. for instance, I forgot to get a cat sitter. And luckily, oh. I luckily I found a teenager. Um, oh, good for you. It, very quickly this morning. So another thing marked off the list, but <laughs> I know we're going away. At, um, we're skipping Christmas this year and we're going away on the 22nd. And I was just thinking about the other day, like I always forget about the dog. Mm-hmm. I was like, I should do that. I'm adding it to my list right now, Sandra, because I'm yeah. going to forget. <laughs> right. Just right. to book it because that's a busy time. for. We're going to be gone for like 10 or 11 days. So, yeah, yeah, really lucked out. Luckily, I have um, I have like a neighborhood yeah, face, you know, teen mom Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And I just put out an SOS there. And, you know, there's lots of moms that are so willing to throw out their teenagers (laughs) 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 offer up their teenagers for a little part-time gig so anyway it didn't take too long thank goodness but yeah it's been one of those weeks well yeah and we're talking about this is going to air on monday and you know the holidays are here right hello they're Uh, here (laughs) here and we uh we talked about doing like a holiday episode this week and we just we just didn't have Well, I'll speak for myself. I I didn't have enough to go on. I know that you helped me realize that you didn't have enough to go on, right? Like, 
We needed some holidays to happen before we talked about them this year. (laughs) Right. And, you know, this is a place that I honestly never thought I'd be where it was just a couple of days out from Thanksgiving and I'm not um, worried about, you know, my sobriety at all. And I feel very fortunate that I'm at this place. Um, So, yeah, when we were talking about recording another episode about, you know, getting ready for the holidays, you know, we kind of felt like we did it already, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't want to, honestly, what did I tell you? It's like, I didn't want to, I, I, I was thinking, you know, if I was newly sober and I was listening to someone who was going on their fifth Thanksgiving that was all in a tizzy about their, um, sobriety, I would kind of think, huh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want that. I don't, <laughs> I I don't want what be, she has. <laughs> right. I don't want to be, you know, worried about drinking or not drinking on on my fifth Thanksgiving, yeah. my fifth sober Thanksgiving. So anyway. No. And when you said that it was true, it's like we could talk about some preventative things and some tools, but I'm in the same space, Sandra. I told you I went to that cocktail party last weekend and it was awesome. Um, I am not in the same place with my sobriety that I have been. And that's been very surprising and illuminating to me that I feel a lot sturdier. I've done a ton of work and to kind of, um, talk about Thanksgiving, like I was dreading it. I am not. Um, what actually happened for us is I usually host it and I usually give out assignments and we have it here and there's wine and I worry about a few things. And, but this year we were invited to our friend's house and I'm just waiting, awaiting my assignment. And that feels really good. And for this, and for this control freak who likes to control the universe, you know, like it feels like a gift I'm getting this year. So We do have resources for our listeners. We do have last year's episode that we recorded. It's episode 33, and it's called The Holidays. And uh, let's see, we shared what it was like in the past. So we have some stories. And then we shared what it was like now for us last year, plus a bunch of helpful tools that were in our toolbox that we thought could be helpful to people. So if you guys want to listen to an episode about the holidays, about Thanksgivings and and Christmases, that's on um, episode 33 on SoundCloud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, before we get into the intro, I was just going to shamelessly plug a project that I'm involved with. Um, My gratitude book is going to be in Echo Life's uh, self-care box this month for November. And um, this month's self-care ritual, um, what they do is they put a bunch of items together, like eight of them. And I think it's around $100 value and they sell them for like $44.50 or $44.95. And this month is about helping you get out of the feeling blue um, mood with gratitude. And so that's why they've included my book. I don't know what else is in the box right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not up on their website just yet. But they gave me a discount code to share with our listeners if they want to get a box. And um, they can just use the discount code UNRUFFLED. And you'll get 25% off your first order. And yeah, they'll send you a box and, you know... It's the Beat the Blues Ritual Box is what it is. And uh, I know my book retails for 25 so I know the subscription is, is uh, you know, double that, but you'll get seven more items. So if you want to use that, you guys can. That's a little nice perk that they offered. Um, that's it. That's all I got to promote. Do you have anything you want to promote, Sandra? Um, I 
Currently do not. I will, um, I hope to have some offerings up on my website soon, but I will talk about those when we get, when they're up actually. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Great. Great. So we're going to dig in then. We had a great conversation with our guest, um, Brenda Laurel. And um, I'm going to let Sandra, you can kick off her intro and then we'll, we'll share her links and website. She has a discount code to offer as well. So we'll do that at the end. But go on to your right. head, Sandra. Yeah. So um, today we have uh, Rinda Laurel. She's a catalyst, strategist, and entrepreneur. Rinda is a sought-after consultant and currently works with a select number of clients. She looks for innovative, like-minded lifestyle brands, content creators, artists, experiential events and creative companies with whom to partner. She is 26 years sober. She has worked for Sony Wonder, a division of Sony BMG, and helped create animated projects as project manager, voice casting, and music supervision. She conceptualized and has executive produced a slew of projects. She's also created an entry for a new genre of kids record with the first release of Bedtime with the Beatles featuring Jason Faulkner. For the next few years, Rinda fine-tuned her experience as a digital marketer and invested time in learning the technology and startup ecosystem. She worked for a series of companies and a eventually co-founded Digistar Productions. There's like, what hasn't she done, right? I know. <laughs> incredible. It's a lot. She has an amazing <laughs> resume. <laughs> um, in 2011, Rinda returned back to her first love, music, with a completely new perspective. Taking her years of experience in the traditional business and her passion for new technology and innovative creative initiatives, she decided it was time to form her own consulting company. And Rinda has been an innovative digital manager for iconic artists, including Chuck D, Public Enemy, Smashing Pumpkins, and the Afghan Wigs, to name a few. Um, But in 2018, Rinda founded and launched Very Every Day with the mission to help support emotional wellness, mental health, and biochemical recovery using nutrition, supplements, and various wellness modalities. Her initial all-natural supplement line helps support balanced mood, restful sleep, and cravings, which I just ordered some after we interviewed her. I have yet to start taking them, so that's on my plan this week is to organize my supplements for next week. I usually do that on Sunday. But she's offered a discount code to our listeners as well, which is so nice that these people are doing this. Um, And she offered, if you use the discount code UNRUFFLED, you'll get 10% off all your purchases. So she's going to get into all what that is and what it means and how she came to create the company and all the work she's put into it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They, they look, I, I, um, have not made my order yet, but I have my eye on a few and, um, they look really so they look so, I don't know, just beneficial and super easy as we get into in the interview, like just to know what they are. Because sometimes I go into supplement places or like Whole Foods Body and I, I walk in and it's like I glaze over like I don't even know what to get. Right. I don't even know what to buy. I don't know what that's for. And I feel completely lost. I just her packaging helps tell you pretty clearly and quickly what it is and what it's going to do for your mood. Exactly. And so I think our listeners are going to love her the design and just the story about it, too, and how she started this company when she was 49 years old. Mm -hmm. Totally inspirational to me. Yeah. Very much. 
Um, why don't you share her links, Sandra? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you can find Rinda. If you want to learn about her uh, her the um, her work with in the music industry and um, in promotions, you can find out more about her. It's A-T at Rinda, R-Y-N-D-A dot com. Um, if you want to uh, order some supplements and learn about her, uh, all of the supplements that she offers, that website is very com, And then you can also find her on social media, um, Instagram at Rinda and at very every day. It's V-R-Y every day. Yeah. All right. Hope you guys enjoy the interview and have a great holiday week. Um, if you need support and you, um, want to just share a little something of how your week's going, you're welcome to do that in our secret Facebook group. Pictures of pie are encouraged. I saw that you said, Sandra. Yes, I pie. totally agree. I need, I need pictures, lots of pie photos. <laughs> pie photos would make <laughs> us very happy. And if you want to get added to that group, you can just uh, send a, a friend request to Sandra or myself on um, Facebook and send us a direct message saying you want to be added and we will add you. So I hope everybody gets through the holiday safe and sound and in good, uh, good emotional wellness. Right. (laughs) Family. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, Rinda. Hey, good morning. Good morning, ladies. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was so nice to meet you at She Recovers and to like lock eyeballs, you know, face to face. That's always nice, right? Yeah, yes. the in-person. The in so that was good. And it reminded me that we had, I think we chatted via email before, and it was nice to kind of just connect all the dots. So um, yeah, it was nice to see you there. Thank you. Cool. And Rinda, you live in LA, right? Uh, I I or, I live in Joshua Tree now, actually. Oh, that's oh right. okay. Yeah, I, I'm from L.A. I mean, I've lived in L.A. most of my life, L.A., New York, uh, Paris, and now Joshua Tree, which is kind of funny. But, um, yeah, it a couple years ago, it just it revealed itself to me, and I moved out here, and I'm really excited that I did that. Yeah, that sounds actually pretty dreamy. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty magical place, Joshua Tree. Um, I am from Southern California, Rinda. So I'm, um, I lived in um, San Bernardino County area. And so Palm Springs was a place that I would go to. And Joshua Tree was where I was going to get married once, but did not. <laughs> so how long have you lived there? Um, I moved here two years ago. Uh, yeah, two years ago, I found a place out here that just resonated with me. I'm right up against the Mojave Desert Land Trust, um, which they protect the lands around here. And so the whole my whole backyard looks exactly like Joshua Tree Park, which reflects in my personal Instagrams all the time. Yeah. And actually, my business Instagrams too. But um, yeah, it's a big part of my life now and my my story in my last you know handful of years. So it's it's really beautiful out here, and I needed the calm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. probably it was yeah. okay in the middle of the chaos, but um, I needed the calm, and it it's been great. Mm. Well, we're going to get into more of your story so that our listeners can get to know you. So maybe we should start kind of where we start um, on the podcast is talking about, you know, how you came to sobriety. Can you tell us, you know, at what age that was and how long you've been sober and maybe what your decision, how you 
like the short version, you know, obviously not the whole long, lifelong version, but just the short version of how you got there and what, what, that decision. <laughs> yes, I'll give you the short version. Um, uh, yes, I got sober at 24 years old and I just celebra- celebrated 26 years of sobriety in July. So you can do the math there. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. I came, you know, I struggled with alcohol and drug addiction, uh, both. I was, um, you know, growing up in Southern California and just sort of living the life and having all the feelings that normal kids do. But I think uh, my coping mechanism for many years was alcohol and drugs. And um, I entered the music industry at a pretty early age. Uh, I was already working in the industry at like 18 and, um, that's a, it's a great creative industry, but it, it definitely allows you to become, um, a little bit more, uh, what starts to be something that you are sort of playing with becomes a little bit more, um, serious. Anyway, I moved to New York and, um, I developed a really bad, uh, drug addiction problem. And, um, and basically, you know, when you're, for me, it took hitting a bottom pretty early and pretty young. Um, I was a heroin addict, actually, to be full reveal. And so for me that, you know, you can't really fool yourself when you're doing that. So after only uh, maybe three or four months of that, I, um, I pretty much hit a hard bottom and, and uh, surrendered and checked myself into detox. And then my recovery journey began. It's that simple. I moved mm-hmm. back to Southern California and uh, started my recovery journey. Wow. Wow. That's the short version. Yeah. Well, that's young. Too. I mean, yeah, it is so young. I, I, um, some, I work with some women that are young in recovery. And I just think like, so I, I feel like they're lucky. You know, I mean, we're all lucky when we find it, but to be young and have this, your life ahead of you still, Renda, that, you know, and to do with what you wanted to in a healthy way. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I was, I I use the word lucky a lot, uh, and blessed and, and all those types of things I've been in. Um, you know, when I moved back to Southern California, I, I met some people, I I had some friends that were already sober that, um, and I met a bunch of musicians that really paved the way for me to understand that I could still have a lot of fun. I could still work in my chosen career. I mean, I worked in the music industry for the first, for the first in a capacity of being in clubs every night for the first 10 years of my sobriety. And I did that with the help of, you know, other young, sober people and musicians that were in, in bands. Um, they're very open about their recovery. So social distortion and the, and a band called the Cadillac tramps who I worked with mm-hmm. and then a bunch of club owners in Los Angeles. And we all, you know, banded together, um, for our recovery, but we're still able to stay in the music business and in the creative space. And that was a real gift, uh, to me in early recovery as I thought I was, my life was over, mm-hmm. but really it, it was just beginning. That's amazing. You know, I live in Austin and, um, we, you know, we have a big music industry here as well. And I meet a lot of sober musicians, but they're usually older, you know, like they've been there and they couldn't continue to make music if they, um, continued hitting it as hard as they were. So 
it was almost like a come to Jesus. Um, yeah. well, you have, I mean, I know some sober musicians in Austin that have been, you know, sober multiple years that also paved the way for me just, you know, knowing that there were other people that were doing it at the same time, you know, now, I mean, I can count, I can count a lot of those people that are still sober, sober, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that the, the, I was going to ask you, so when you're doing, when you're going to clubs and you're doing things and you're doing them sober, you're right. You have to have community. You have to have somebody else kind of, because to be all alone in that situation would be kind of um, tempting, right? So you're connected. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is I wasn't alone because I connected with all these artists yeah. who were in the recovery path. And so we had these, you know, these great groups of people in Southern California um, that were all on the same path in recovery. And so, yes, we'd go and sure, there was tons of drinking and other things, but you'd always bring someone with you. And of course, I was part of um, a 12-step program very early. All of us were. Um, So we would, you know, hit some meetings and then hit the clubs to see music. And it was to to hit, to see music, not to drink. Right. You know, and, um, you know, I'm not saying it was always easy for me, the, the issue wasn't drinking at that point or using because I had pretty deeply. The issue was was like social awkwardness and not feeling like confident enough or good enough or, you know, not, you know, how do you dance at first when you you're you're sober and you're seeing a band? How do you like interact with people and and how to like learn new tools to do that? And since we were all doing that, um, it, it became easier and easier. You know, anything that you do when you start a new journey, anything that you do, if you do it for a little while, it becomes the norm for you. Um, it's neuroplasticity. That's just the way it is. And so being in new situations, um, where you have support and you're, you, you are still in a bar or, or, you know, going to see artists and stuff like that, but you have support and you're looking at it in a different way. When you do it for a while, it becomes the norm for you. Right. And then being so young too, I can imagine that was just absolutely essential because you know, you're still finding your way and finding your own identity when you're in your twenties and gosh, even in your thirties. Um, it is so funny because at 24, I thought I was already grown up and knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I had already lived this amazing rock and roll life at 24. <laughs> right. Yeah. We do think we know it all at 20, in our I 20s, mean, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other, you know, on the other end of it, the really sad thing is, you know, in my early 20s, there are other lots of people that passed away from drug addiction that were, sure were you've seen, with, you know, yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot of loss. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm curious how, how have you seen what, so what is your opinion about creative productivity and sobriety? How have you seen that play out for people, you know, that you've worked with in the industry that maybe, maybe they were afraid to get sober because they didn't think they would be as creative. I've heard that. And I've, I've, seen people talk about it. And I've even seen people be like, oh, they were better when they were loaded and stuff like that. But you look at some of these artists that are very open about their recovery and have been, you know, um, 
creating prolific, amazing, you know, music and other art forms for years that, you know, you look at Aerosmith and the Guns N' Roses got, you know, Duff and Slash and, you know, Moby, who, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's all these creatives out there that have, that actually would either be dead or would not be living a profoundly artistic, amazing life if they didn't find recovery. Right. Um, so I, I think that's a myth that's, that's keeps people in a very negative, bad space. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely ways to be creative and be sober. It takes a little bit, you know, I've, again, people that sort of are brand new feel that way, but if they keep continuing on the path of recovery, they'll find that they are creatives period, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we think everyone is creative, but yeah, when you're drinking, um, Sandra and I talk about this a lot, like you just, we just talk about what you're going to do. You think about what you're <laughs> yeah. going to do, but you don't, you know, you talk about it at night, but you don't do it in the morning. You don't get up and kind of tackle it. Um, I, when I was down in Southern California, Renda, I used to go drive to LA and go to the, you know, the whiskey, a go-go and Viper room. And I was, I was sober, not because I had, a, had been addicted to alcohol. I was just a dork. You know, I was just like this Mormon girl that would like to go see music and, and go. And so I was around everyone. I thought I was really open minded. Um, But it was an interesting place to be. You mentioned Duff. I remember seeing him one time at the Viper room and just, he made me really sad, you know, not in a great place. Right. And these are these people that you idolize. And it's like, um, it felt, I wanted to like scoop them up and like, take care of them, you know, like just to like, you know, let them rest or something. He looked really tired, <laughs> but, um, I didn't really start drinking until I was about 27. And so then I just let it rip for 20 years. But, um, it was interesting. I was in those places at a young age when I wasn't drinking and it did feel, um, I don't know that I thought about it then, but I think about it now. It's like, you have a superpower. It's like, you're not drinking and you're really present and you can really experience it all. Um, and so for you, that has to be a total gift. I just think, I mean, what a gift for you and, um, to be able to do your work, um, and be fully present for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, in hindsight, I, I would say that for sure. And I would say, you know, most people are like, oh, you were so strong to go through that. And then again, in hindsight, yes. I mean, you, what's weird is being in those same clubs. I was probably hanging out, sitting next to Duff when you saw all of us drinking. <laughs> I have lots of <laughs> stories of those, those fine periods. I worked at the Whiskey and the Roxy. And, um, and, you know, we had some crazy times. I would not give up those times. I had some fun sunset strip days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had some fun, you know, grungier days and whatever. I've, I've had a lot of fun in, in that as well. Um, and the strength, the strength for me was in surrendering. The strength in, for me in those early years was like, I cannot go back to that because I will die. You know, there were some people that OD'd, uh, you know, got clean and OD'd right around the time I got clean. And that also kept me sober through a lot of that too. Cause I was, my fear was I'd just go use one more time and I would die. And I wasn't, I didn't want to do that. So, I mean, part of it was the surrender of, you know, of, of the surrendering, making, making me strong. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I, sit through, I would go through all of that and, you know, 
And yeah. Like you knew you didn't need to go experiment anymore. You, 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 you knew, you knew exactly where, it, where it could take you. Well, yeah. I mean, look at, you look at, um, Andrew Wood from mother love bone was, uh, and, um, you know, um, the guy from sublime Bradley from sublime, mm-hmm. um, went back out and decided to get loaded one more time and died, you know, a couple of years later, um, Shannon Hoon, uh, passed away, who was an ex-boyfriend. And so, I mean, it was like, those things kept me, kept me, um, away from that, that life. Yeah. I'm not going to say it wasn't hard though. It's, you know, it's just hard to live in the world when you, when you're so used to like living in a, in a, in a, in a a state where the alcohol and drugs are your solution, it's hard at first to realize that there are other solutions and what those solutions are. And that's, that's, you know, part of the journey, but yeah, 26 years of it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Rinda. Well, yeah. And the solution, like, like you're finding more solutions as, as you go along in your recovery. That's why I think sometimes people um, in early sobriety, it's so hard because it's hard to find a solution at first, you know, and just hanging on to one, you know, feels like it's so tenuous. Um, but thank, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, for our listeners that are listening, Rinda, I want to ask them, I know we're talking about you being in the music industry. Can you elaborate on that a little bit so they understand maybe where that was or what the scope was? Well, um, the first, so I, I started in the music industry at, at uh, 18, which to put it into perspective would have been the, uh, late mid late eighties. Uh, so I worked, uh, in clubs, um, and then I got a job doing A&R. So A&R is called Artisan Repertoire. And part of what your job is, is to go out and see bands and seek new talent, kind of like a talent scout. And then, and then to convince, in, in my case, to convince your boss to try and sign them. Um, and then once an artist was signed with the label to work on developing them and get the record out. And so you would, you know, work in the studio and, and stuff like that. And then I also worked in management companies. So that would be the other way where you would, you would work with the artist, um, to, you know, further their career along, whether it was like booking or working with the record company and all the different ways that you work as a manager, which is really still my favorite thing to do because you have the most sort of, um, you know, you, you, you have to be really strategic. I, I managed artists up until off and on up until a couple of years ago. So, um, management, um, is really fun. And then I, I, I did some pivots. I went into the children's division of Sony and worked with, uh, a lot. I ever worked with Elmo. He was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I worked. Yeah, I worked in the kids' division, and that uh, was really interesting creatively too, because I got to come up with my own concept albums and stuff like that. So, since we're talking about creativity, um, you know, came up with some other, some different, various concept albums, and then would try and convince my boss to let me do them, which a handful of them got made. Um, I'm happy to say, and um, and then I reinvented myself, sort of in the in the. 2000s and got back into the digital marketing aspect and the technology aspect of it and worked with the Smashing Pumpkins and Public Enemy and the Afghan Wigs, who I still work with. So now I just, you know, I take a handful of slot clients. Sometimes it's a record company. Sometimes it's an artist and work with them in various capacities. So I still do work in the music industry. Uh, it's just not my full time mm-hmm. uh, gig anymore as I have a new company, which we will talk about. Right. 
Well, so in that uh, under that umbrella, then it's more like I, I was reading in some of your um, when I was researching you was um, this umbrella of creative executive because it encompasses so much, right? Like what you just said there. There's so many different ways that you. Um, you know, creativity obviously runs right through you, Renda, like you're channeling it so you can see things and create ideas and concepts. And um, can you can you talk about um, I think you have a story for us, maybe about um, an exchange with David Bowie. Oh, <laughs> I would love yeah. I'm dying to hear it. So I had right. to pointedly ask you. I'm sorry, but yeah. I was like, I want to know what that is. <laughs> it was a fine segue, Tammy. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, it is one of my um, all time. I'm like, I pinch myself sometimes that this uh, that I was, you know, in this situation. I have a um, it's interesting. And there's this <laughs> you, you know, I, I come up with ideas sometimes and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to ask them and see what happens. And that's happened over and over where I've just like, I'm going to ask them and see if that, that happens. And what happened was I was working at Sony, Sony music and the kids division. And I was like, you know, we need a K, a David Bowie kids record. Like he did labyrinth and everything, but we need something cooler. And well, he was cool in labyrinth, but anyway, um, <laughs> we need, he had just, you know, his, his daughter, or uh, I think it was like two and, and I was like, and, and my boss at the time was like, oh, sure, sure, go ahead, you know, send him. And so I sent David Bowie's management a fax. That's how long ago it was. And, <laughs> and I'm, my, I'm sure my boss was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, kid. And um, I actually got a call back from them that was like, this is so weird. David was in the office and like told us he wanted to do a kid's record and literally like two days later your fax arrived and I was like yep that's how it works for me that's the synchronicity gene that I I love um anyway so if you fast forward and I I flew out to New York and I was meeting with the management team and they said you know David Bowie might drop by and I'm like yeah right and um but I was sitting in the (laughs) in the office and it was me and my boss at the time and, uh, his management and yeah, David Bowie walks into the office and, you know, I stood up to shake his hand and, and it was amazing. Um, a little side note, we had been discussing Sesame street right before that. So there were the, all these Sesame street, uh, CDs on the table. And so he sort of like went through them and chose the ones he wanted. And then he looked straight at me, not at, not at the men in the room, by the way, he looked straight at me and said, so, so why are we here? Which I Mm. thought was, and you know, I don't know what (laughs) possessed me, but I said to him, well, David, we're here to see if you'll dress up as Big Bird and go on tour with Elmo. And I just started laughing and everyone in the room got quiet, like, (laughs) and he just started cracking up. He just, you know, he got that. I was just I don't know what possessed me to say that. (laughs) And it it broke the ice, you know, and everyone was laughing. And we talked about the synchronicity of me sending him the email. And um, but the the best part of the story in terms of creativity is um, and what kind of an amazing person David Bowie is, is he actually turned to me at, at one point after we'd been talking for a while. And he he said, you know, I'm I'm sorry, Rinda. I didn't mean to take over your meeting. What are your creative ideas? Mm. And to have David freaking Bowie ask you that, mm-hmm. like you dictionary 
for creativity and there is David Bowie. Like, that's just crazy. And, um, you know, it's just, it was, it was incredible. And basically in, in the context of the record, I was like, well, if you're going to make, you know, new music for kids, it's got to be about emotions and, um, creativity and empowerment and, and he's like, yes, yes. And I go, and, you know, you can't sing Wills on the bus. It's got to be like really empowering for children and creativity. And he goes, yes, yes. And cross-dressing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I just thought that was hilarious. And so long story short, David Bowie agreed to do a kid's record with me. But what ended up happening is um, when um, Sony ended up negotiating with his team, he ended up uh, signing with Sony Music, and they they decided they put the kids' record in the deal, but they decided to just sign him directly and do records with him, and that's why he was on Sony up until um, he passed. So wow, My but we didn't get but but we didn't get the kids' record, right? No, okay. Kids record. I thought, is there like a David Bowie kids' record that I don't know about? No, but no. Hmm. No, no. The I I I think that was a mistake on the the point of the record company because they would have an evergreen product that everyone would love. But yes. that was what they chose at the time, and um, so there it was. But I have this fabulous story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do, and props to you for a good idea. I mean, that is a good idea, and then having yeah, having the 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 vagina to to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh, that's funny oh. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like you know look I tell that story with utmost humility I am I am I, I'm still like sometimes awestruck that that got that that I was put in that position that you know that he asked me of what my creative ideas were will, will always resonate with me that my voice is important yeah. And then he asked right. you in the room, the female in the room. The, you know. Well, and I was going to say, yeah, if anybody's going to, you know, look to the female in the room, you know, for their opinion, I think it's definitely going to be David Bowie, you know, I mean, and what a person to aspire to. My son is 15 and David Bowie is, is his hero. And so, um, you know, he's such a good role model for uh, kids, everyone, but yeah. Uh, really for kids i think yep. and anna bowie in recovery yeah so we want to talk about you know oh recovery and creativity it goes away like okay david bowie boom yeah right the epitome <laughs> the epitome and uh, recovery that's awesome. i was just thinking my, when um he passed away too i mean just i remember the album and the concept and that's what he was doing there at the end of his life and how he creative up until the very last moment yeah I, I called my, my boss that was in in the room with me when David Bowie passed and, and I was like did this really happen did it happen like I've been telling it all these years this was uh we met in 2000 uh 2000 I think and I was like is, is this what happened and he's like that's exactly what happened <laughs> and I was like mm. okay. <laughs> very cool very cool um so I was looking um you mentioned the Afghan wigs I was looking at that beautiful Oracle deck, Renda. Can you tell me a little bit about you working with them and what that deck is and kind of a little bit of that story for our listeners? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been a huge Afghan Wigs fan since the early 90s. And in 2012, when, uh, or 2011, when Greg Julie put the, and uh, John Curley put the band back together, I went to them and said, please let me work for you, please. <laughs> and they said, yes. Um, so I've been working with them since then. Uh, they put out two new records in that time. And the last record was called In Spades. And um, I, you know, the artwork is incredible. It was by this Brazilian woodcut artist. And um, I, you know, asked, I came up with this concept to create um, oracle cards based on each one of the songs because it, it sort of goes along with the creativity of the record. So the record was already given to me and all the artwork was done. And so this was after it was out. I, I wanted to um, reinvigorate the record right before the tour. And so I put the concept together and I pitched it to Greg and put the numbers together. You know, you, you can be creative, but if you don't have the numbers and, and some of the other things for creatives, you have to, it, it, at least in this case, you have to understand like what the spend is and how much it'll cost to do and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, each, each card is, um, an original piece of art by the same artist. And, um, we did an online offline campaign. So the online campaign, I animated all of the cards. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. Each card uh, is from, from a song on the record and the lyric from the, one of the songs is on the card. So it actually can be used as an Oracle card. You can flip it and it, the lyric toward it gives you your answer. And, wow. uh, yeah. And what was really cool is I, I had the, cre the creative concept, but really very last minute, I found an app that allowed me to animate it. The animations of the cards were not in my original idea. idea. That came to me later, which is also important in creativity to like let stuff keep coming. You know, don't be so steadfast in what you're doing. And and when I, I took a day and I animated those cards myself on my phone in a day and I sent those to the band and they were like, what do you do? This is incredible. And so we, you know, animated this. We used all the different platforms, cross platforms on social media. And then we created physical card decks. And the funny thing is, is when we first created the decks, we, we ordered a really low number because we weren't sure if they were going to take off. And we ended up having to reorder like three times during the tour because it kept selling out. So I bet because they have a lot of fans, I'm sure. Yeah, they have a lot of fantastic, amazing fans. I love the Afghan Wigs fans, uh, collectively known as the congregation. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm one of them, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was a fan first. And so I think, you know, it, that's an interesting thing, too, in my business, you know, working with musicians. It's, it's important to understand the fan perspective. Um, well, it's just so, uh, the cards are online. Um, the animated versions are still, you know, hanging out in different places on Twitter. You can even search the GIFs um, or GIFs. I don't even know how to say that. Anyway, I don't either. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> but are they uh, but still yeah, available for sale? Yeah, on um, the Afghan Wigs merch uh, merch company still has the physical cards for sale. Yes, and the fans were so creative with the cards. We the, um, all the fans like uh, put the cards up and uh, different. You know, uh, they framed them in different ways. Some all in a row, some in squares. It was really cool to see. Yeah, whatever. 
And it looks like they hashtagged them. And the fact that you did all this on your phone, that would take me about 472 years to figure that out, Rinda. So you clearly know your business. <laughs> but that you can animate them. When I was looking at them, I thought they were so cool. I just loved it. I love the imagery and the wood. I love a woodcut anyway. I love I love artists that do woodcut. But yeah, very cool. That's a testament to Ramon Rodriguez, who is the artist uh, that does this. And he, you can buy his work separately. Um He's incredible uh, artist. I, I think I think Greg found him on Instagram um, oh. and hired him to do the record. I think that's correct. That's and so he did all the all the imagery for the the album and the merch. So yeah, he's fantastic. Very cool. And you know, a testament to Greg Dooley and and John Curley and the Afghan Wigs for you know, especially Greg for allowing me to be to to do that project and to be creative you know, ultimately um, extending on the creativity that he and Ramon had done on the artwork and then to let me expand it out to do it. You know, they took a chance and it paid off both both visually and financially. So it was awesome. Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid-show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced over a year's worth of content and have over a quarter million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing, you can be a patron of the show for as much as you'd like, even if it's just a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. Wow. So you, are you just bursting with creative ideas every day? Like, is it like hard to, 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 to like decide what to do or does it really come to you like a, like a real big knowing that you have to follow your intuition for something? How does that work for you? Or what does that even look like? Or can you even explain it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it sort sort of depends, you know, right now, which might be a segue, I'm so focused on my new business. Yeah. Let's talk um, about that. And all the creativity that it takes to to work on that, which is a completely different venture, but still like my, yes, my, cre- I, you know, I am realizing now how much my creative vision is entwined into the, the brand itself. Um, so yeah, I have ideas all the time. It's hard. I have like seven companies I want to create right now. You know, I have a shoe company and a this company. So what's more difficult for me sometimes is like actually reeling it back in and trying to focus on one thing to make it happen. Um, you know, and sort of not, not do 50 things. You know, I'm, I'm working with the Afghan wig still. I'm working on getting a book deal for an artist. It's really incredible. And then I'm working on, um, a couple of my own creative ideas, but most have to do with very every day, which we can segue well, into. Oh, if yeah, you'd like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I have a question because we all have good ideas, but we, then we get stuck and overwhelmed with the execution part. So tell us about how you took very every day, which is your supplement company from idea to conception. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Part of it, part of stuff is having having a really good creative idea. Uh, in this case, it's a product, so it wasn't much as it's not as much as a, of a creative idea. Uh, let me just back up a little bit sure. and say, for me, um, very every day came out of a need. We talked about my recovery, but I was still in, a, in like these great life experiences that I've had in the in 
you know, but I still suffered from clinical depression. And for a long time, you know, I thought I wasn't doing it right because I was still depressed, even though I had all these great things I was doing, you know, not things physically, but like I had a career and, and, um, was, you know, going to meetings and doing all the things that you're supposed to do and self-care and all of that stuff. But I still had depression. And so, um, I agreed to go on medication at one point. Um, and then you're, you know, you fast forward and I decided I wanted to get off medication. Um, it wasn't working for me anymore. And I had done a ton of research on natural remedies for, um, for depression and anxiety and addiction and recovery. So I read hundreds and hundreds of books. Um, you know, the key ones probably that started it off were the mood cure by Julia Ross, um, and seven weeks to sobriety by Joan Matthews. And I have a list of these books on, on my, um, very website, if you're interested anyway. So I, I found a solution for me was, um, to get off medication using, uh, supplements and diet. And, um, and I did that and I've, and I actually am been clinical depression free for about three years. Now I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with medication, but if there's other opportunities to use, you know, natural remedies, they're out there. And I wanted to bring that to people in a way that was understandable because what happens is you go into the, the health food store our whole paycheck or any of the other health food stores. And you look at the wall upon line upon line and line line of supplements and you're overwhelmed. Same. Yes, totally. That's why I don't take anything. Yeah. Right. And so I wanted to bring these back to people in a way that was easily understandable, that looked different creatively. And that was like, look, the, this, this is, you know, these are more simple. These are the simple things. And so very sort of started from this germinative idea. And then the creative process started to begin. I had a different name when I first started. I didn't have the logo. I didn't have the packaging. All of that I developed myself in the last, you know, I just launched in January. So about this time last year, I was still like banging my head against the wall, thinking of of the final name of the company and what it would look like. And all of that inspiration came to me piece by piece. And, you know, I hired some people to do the imagery and none of it came, none of it looked good. And so I sat down with a program called Canva, which is really Mm -hmm. simple and created the logo and the labels. And then I went back and hired a professional to do it in the proper, um, you know, the proper dimensions and everything. But um, starting from a creative idea and has and and getting it to fruition in this case was a massive undertaking because I've done everything from creating the look and feel to securing some funding for initial launch to making sure the UPC codes are correct to researching the manufacturer um, across the board I've I've done everything you know I've had emotional support from a lot of people and some financial support but pretty much have physically done everything myself I'm exhausted (laughs) it's pretty yeah that is remarkable that is yeah go ahead I'm sorry that just the the for me being such a visual person Renda your packaging your name of your company the logo um the simplicity and I mean this as a high compliment of the names of your um, supplements so that 
I walk into a supplement store and I'm just overwhelmed, don't get it, don't understand what what's, you would even take it for, and I just walk away. I walk out of there. Um, yeah. Yours are yeah. visually appealing, too, and just kind of pull you in. And so what you've done, um, bravo, because it looks really great. Right, right. And the way you have the, the subtitle, you know, feel happy, feel alive. Okay. You know, it's so it's, yeah, it's so simple. It's like, okay, well today. And I mean, do you recommend taking all of them every day? I mean, that's total bio individuality. Um, I'll tell you, just let's touch on the creative process for that for a second. Like I was doing and I was like, feels, the feels, I want all the feels. And then when I realized that I wanted, I could put feel alive, feel happy, feel balanced. There was this light bulb moment. I was sitting at my desk and then there was this light bulb moment. I was like, oh, I have something here because this is what I've been searching for. You know, and, and it's still, there's a lot of technical information in there. There's talk, we talk about serotonin and, you know, all that stuff, but you need this core of feel balanced, feel alive, feel happy. That's the core of it, you know? Um, so yes, you can take there, you absolutely can take, you know, I, I only started with five formulas. I already have like five more I want to create for people. Um, you can take these every day. I have some people due to bio individuality that take dopamine in the morning because it's really like it helps you focus and it's activating. Um, and then they take pink cloud in the afternoon. It works on the serotonin. It balances you out. It keeps you the happiness. Um, and then they take, you know, serenity which works on for anxiety um or just stress they take that at night and then you can take the glutamine and the rest well as needed um i i am a strong believer in, in bio individuality so what works for one person might not work for another and you might be so, like dopamine is the key marquee product that um, i use to get off wellbutrin Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, that product is amazing and, you know, and pink cloud works, but it's not as like, it doesn't all of a sudden I don't feel that one takes a couple weeks for, to kick in for me. Um, and then I have other people, you know, who all the, they take serenity every day, three times a day. Cause their anxiety is just so bad that that's just the way it works for them. So mm -hmm. I tried to make it a system, but also really fluid depending on bio-individuality. There is no one solution in this case. Mm -hmm. And I like how just the, just even on, I know these are just sample packets that I have here, but the, they look like your labels is looks like what they are. And so the, the feel, the feeling, I think people can resonate with quickly how you want to feel, but also you've done a great job of just putting like, you know, the pink cloud helps to maintain a positive balanced mood state. And then you go on to say like, what's in there. When I go into a supplement store and I see St. John's wort, I don't know what that's going to do. Holy basil. I've heard about it. I've heard some people say to use it, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you've just kind of uh, made it more succinct. Your packaging is very succinct and kind of can help me know what it is I'm taking and what I would take it for without having yeah, to ask a whole bunch of questions. So you've done a great job. Yeah, I, thank you very much. And I wanted to do, you know, I, I wanted to do formulas as well. Um, you know, dopamine is a single and glutamine is a single um, inside, but I wanted to do a combination of formulas because that's the other thing. Like, yeah, you can take St. John's wort and yeah, you can take holy basil and yeah, you can take five HTP. All those things are really great for 
um, serotonin boosting and mental health and, and sort of happiness, but why not combine them into a proper formula so that it's, you know, you can just take the formula instead of taking 12 things. Right. Cause I'm not going to take 25 things every morning. I'm just not going to do it. So yeah, I love this. I love that you did all the work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I mean, just just so you know, like, I did a lot of research, the manufacturer, it's all FDA compliant, which it's not approved, they don't do that, but it's all compliant. It's in a GMP facility, which means guaranteed manufacturing practice, which means they've been, you know, okayed. And it, I, I used a a company that's been around for 50 years in the supplement business. So I trust what they're doing. They're all vegan and non-GMO. Um, you know, I'm not making these in my basement. These are, this is a, like a legit <laughs> company that, that has five manufacturing plants. And I vetted, you know, hundreds of them before I chose the one that I did. Um, I did tons of work. I've, I'm, I'm technically a certified and, um, recovery nutrition coach at this point as well, which I mostly did not to coach people, but so that I could understand what these supplements do. Um, and so everything's been informed by, you know, that, that those backgrounds. So yeah, it's, you've had quite a year. And it's so funny, you know, I think one of the things that I, you know, we're so hard on ourselves because I was, I was at Wanderlust two weeks ago with someone who's, who's been working with me and I was like, and this should be done and this. And she saw, and she's like, Rinda, you've only been a company since January. Right. It would have taken me a year just to find the bot, the right bottles. And (laughs) yes. Oh my gosh. I'm just so impressed. Thank you. I mean, I will say this, um, launching my own brand has been the hardest thing I've done, uh, other than get sober, I think, because it, I, you know, my whole career, as we've been talking about has been to support other creatives mm-hmm. and even to be creative in my own right, but really still on the front of other, other, you know, even some of the projects I've done is, it, you know, my name is associated with it, but it's not been the front runner. So, putting it all out there has been been very interesting and the response that I've been getting is incredible. Um, and just from a personal standpoint, and then of course the response for the product, when I get messages or posts or con, you know, people that are telling me like this works for me or, you know, I, I, the, the doctor wanted to put me on meds and I tried this first and now I'm, it, this is better or, you know, again, not that there's anything wrong with meds, but if you can, if you can use a natural solution, it's always great. And so all these people, you know, giving me various feedback from little of like the products working to me, to you guys saying like, we love the packaging and the look and feel and it's, it's very rewarding. So thank you. Well, and, and I know people can get them on your website, but are they in retail stores as well? Yeah, there's a handful of retail stores in Southern California that carry them. Um, Earth's Elements has uh, been an early supporter of mine of the product. They're in it's in five of their four of their stores now. Uh, Liberate Hollywood carries it. The Twelve Step Store in West Hollywood took a chance. Thank you, gents. And a couple of yoga studios and wellness studios. I am diligently looking to get into other retail spaces. So if any of you are listening and you have a retail space or you know somewhere local that it might work, um, yeah, please email me. We're doing, we do well in yoga studios. Um, 
resonating with uh, wellness centers. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to some functional medicine doctors and um, where I don't want to be is the place where the where it's crowded and you walk in and there's 500 things. So I have no. So you, you don't want to be in Whole Foods, for instance. I don't. Sprouts, Whole Foods, those type of places. If they come to me, I'm absolutely not going to say no. But that's not my goal. Um, and right. I got more creative. I'd rather be in Yoga Works or Soul Cycle or Coffee Bean. And for all you know, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the the metaphysical shops across the country. Um, I'd love to be in Wonderlust. I'd love to be, you know, um, the Wonderlust store. You know, the yoga studios. Um, you know, where there, it's a more of about a wellness and a body, mind, spirit vibe happening. As well, and you're, yeah, and you're less likely to get lost in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And the packaging mm-hmm. is colorful. It resonates in the, in those retail markets. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and uh, you can get it online in our, our website. And then I'm working on get, getting it on Amazon. There's just a handful of hoops to jump through. So we're working on that. And then, by the way, speaking of creativity and packaging, I've actually updated the packaging. Um, I, you know, I sat with it for eight months and watched how people interacted with the packaging. And so I've actually updated the packaging is slightly different now. The labels are lighter um, on the background and we move some things around the, the front stays exactly the same, but, um, you know, you got to be able to pivot with your creativity. Yes. Yes. We talk about that often. Okay. The, the geometric shape lover in me has to ask you um, about the triangle because I'm really drawn to geometric shapes. Um, is that a symbol or how did that come to you or, um, the three triangles? Well, listen, everything is, is, a, is a, quiet, subtle nod to recovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The three triangles are a nod to, tw- to um, 12-step program, specifically Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a subtle nod. It's not obvious. Yeah. It's, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Very is even, like, technically, like, the end of recovery. Mm. Or oh, recovery. it is. Okay, yes. Uh, uh, recovery is sort of there. And then every day is sort of, of, of a play on just for today. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rhonda, I love knowing that. Thank you. I. It was a <laughs> feeling. It was a feeling. But like you said, like a nod. That's a, it's, I knew it but I didn't know it. You know what I mean? So I think it, it, everyone can receive this, right? The people yeah. who are in 12-step know like it's a nod and people who aren't just think it's awesome and beautiful and drawn to the packaging. And yeah, I love it. Yeah. The other thing from a creative standpoint that I don't know, this just sort of happened. It wasn't intentional, but when I did it, I was like, oh yeah, was that you'll notice that the actual logo isn't on the packaging itself. Um, if you look at the logo, it, um, it's like a circle with the triangles and everything, but it's, it's the, the logo elements are incorporated into the packaging, but it mm-hmm. just, the single logo isn't on the package. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It makes sense. So that was just another creative, um, thing that where that I went, Oh yeah, this is, this is how it's going to be. Mm, very cool. I love knowing all the background to it, Rinda, because that's the thing. Like, Sandra, um, when we talk about this, like, we never have a lack of ideas. 
it's the execution part. You know, it is that part where you where you push an idea forward, you know, which one's going to rise to the top or which one are you going to give your energy to? Because as creatives, like we have a ton of ideas, but it's really like honing in on what is the thing. And um, I'm so glad that this is your thing. I mean, what I was going to say, I know it's it was years in the making, but this year, I mean, you've just launched it in January and it's just blowing up, it sounds like. And I have no doubt that you're going to be in all those places that you want to be in. Oh, thank you. Um, I got, I had the idea for a while, but I got, I had, um, two gentlemen who were like, what's the idea again? And send me the business plan. And then they supported me financially to get it launched. So I really only started working on it. Um, August of last year. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I had, the, I had the overreaching concept, but not any other other idea. That's great. Uh, okay, you've yeah. given me hope. Here's what <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, I'll I'll wait till we get to the tools, but I have it now. I know what the tools. Are, but anyway, <laughs> no, <I> got <laughs> well, good. Well, good. Um, so while you're doing this business, like, and so this is just are you. Um, you have uh, several people that work with you, for you, around you. Like, there's a small team. Right now, it's just me. I'm okay. doing everything. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. actually, that's not true. I do have um, a, a brand ambassador that I hired last month to sort of help me get into retail shops. She's very, very part time, um, but I'm doing everything else. Yeah. So, from the social media to the to you know the press to the public relations type of stuff, getting on podcasts and stuff like this. Um, I have a lot of support. Like, again, I have people introducing me and supporting me, but the, the physical, you know, like, no, I'm a team of one and a half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how many people are in my brain that day. But <laughs> Right. But how cool, like, does it feel like your baby then? It's like your... Oh, yeah, I've birthed. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I'm sure our listeners would love to help you out. If so, if any of you guys have been taking the products, you what share it on Instagram. Does that help you when people hashtag things and and all of that? Yeah, sharing on interest Instagram helps a lot. Um, I'm gonna start. Um, I did some little 15 second video clips at She Recovers and some other places I went to that are really cool. Um, I've been sharing those. If you're up for doing that, you can either do it and put it online, or you can email it to me. Uh, info at Very Everyday. It's V R Y Everyday dot com. Um, if there's retailers that you know you know of, because I can't be everywhere that you think it would do really good. There's a retail page on my website, so you can sort of see the other places that are how they're carrying it. Uh, yoga studios, um, yeah. And then if you know if you're if 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 you've tried it and it's working for you, um, even just emailing me a little blurb for the website would be helpful. So anything anything. Anything. I'll take your help. <laughs> okay. Awesome. If they're going to use a hashtag, is there a hashtag for it that you like? Um, yeah, I just use very every day. I'll okay. see it. V-R-Y every day. Perfect. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, um, so what, what, what do you, um, I know that you have a million ideas. So what does the future look like for very every day besides, um, is it, is it getting it out into the world more or do you have, you know, this new line of products? You said you have five more products to share what you might, what your vision is. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, I want to expand enough to get a handful of other products that I think are important for mental health. Now, let's just go back. We've talked about all of this, but nobody else really is doing what I call mental health nutrition or mental health supplements. And let's tie that back into our recovering our 12 steps and, 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 or multiple pathways of recovery. What is the biggest, um, thing that that I find we're not talking about in recovery is the biochemical recovery. And I want to change that. So the future for Vary and the future for me is to talk about the biochemical recovery aspect when people get sober or if they have mental health issues, instead of going to straight to the doctor and then just putting them on, you know, medication, what is it? Are you, you know, are you low? Are you deficient in neurotransmitters? Have you, you know, ravaged your gut so that you're not absorbing things properly? There's a whole biochemical, um, physical part of recovery that we don't talk about enough. And we, we're, we're getting into it where we're talking about yoga for recovery and exercise. There's some you know, innovators in the space talking about exercise. But, and there are some innovators in the space talking about the biochemical recovery, but it needs to, that message needs to be spread out further. Um, I'm I also- I agree. I, I often talk about pause and I've, it's so interesting to find so many women that don't know that what that means or the post-acute withdrawal sy- symptoms. Yeah. And I mean, just from the very beginning of, 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 you know, withdrawal, which by the way, uh, you know, some of my supplements can help with that. Um, I, leave it to them working with their own practitioners, but I know that the rest well really helps for, um, insomnia and, um, and some pause, um, symptoms because you can't sleep and it, it has valerian and stuff like that. Um, glutamine, the glutamine in my line helps, uh, for sugar and alcohol cravings. You can literally open up the capsule, put it under your tongue. What happens with alcoholics and addicts is we, most of us are hypoglycemic. We have, um, blood sugar balance issues and insulin resistance, and we've messed up our gut. And so glutamine can help with that as well. Mm. Um, you know, it, it is my goal to ultimately like talk more about this and get this information. It's out there, but the information isn't in a, in a cohesive, unless you want to read the you know, 50 books that I read, it's not in a, in a, put in a cohesive place. I mean, I'm on the board for Alliance for Addiction Solutions and that's where I've learned a lot of it. Um, but even their, their, um, website and stuff isn't quite in a, in a really easily explainable to the lay person. Um, and that's, that's the goal of very, and that's my goal is to get that information back out there that, you know, from the level of, mental health and, and, uh, recovery and, and how there are all these natural solutions for you to be able to use, um, to help with all of those things. You're right. That conversation, um, it would have been so helpful in early recovery. You're right, Rinda, because making those connections, I think they're kind of, um, like, like how I, I was kind of like searching around, like in the dark is how it felt. Like I didn't quite know what was happening to my body. And um, when I went to the doctor, that's how I got sober, was I went to the doctor and told her how much I actually drank. And when she put me on an elimination diet, but that's all she put me on was an elimination diet, an eight-week diet. And I just removed alcohol and um, gluten because I couldn't do the other two things to eliminate sugar and dairy um, because I was just hanging on by a thread. But those feelings, that night sweats, the... um, 
just coming out of my skin, you know, and being so anxious and my anxiety just, you know, rock, you know, skyrocketing. Um, so those surface level issues is kind of what she was dealing with for years because I was complaining, you know, mm-hmm. like I wake up in the middle of the night at 2.20 every morning. Well, I, you know, slowly figured out that was because my blood sugar, you know, was talking to me and it wanted I would more also- sugar. Yeah, but I would also say that, you know, you might not have had enough serotonin in your body because serotonin converts to melatonin makes you wake up at night. So that's why when people use our rest well, I tell them, well, if you use rest well to go to sleep, you might want to try pink cloud for a bottle to see if it helps you up, you know, with your serotonin building, Mm. um, which helps you sleep and through the night. A lot of people Mm. take melatonin, but you really need to develop, you know, to, to make sure the serotonin is happening. And, um, you know, serotonin is the feel happy. So again, in my line, it's pink cloud, but you can also make sure that, you know, you have to take a good probiotic because a lot of serotonin is made in the gut. I will haven't, I'm not going to make a probiotic, at least not yet, but I, you know, think that's important. And, uh, and, uh, omega, the, the, um, good fatty acids are also really important. Those are two things that I don't make that I think are really important, but we're not talking about that, you know, and what happens is you think you have a moral failing because you're going to whatever path of recovery you're choosing. If you're, it's going to 12 step meetings or refuge or smart or whatever it is, and you're going to yoga, you know, three times a week and you're eating pretty decently. Uh, but you still are struggling with all these issues, you could have imbalances in your biochemical makeup that you're not addressing. And you think, you know, I always thought of it as a moral failing. Like I'm not, why is, why aren't you shaking? Right. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it all right. And you're, you know, your sponsor, oh, you're not, you know, you haven't worked the steps deep enough, or you're not praying to God enough, or you're not doing this enough. And it's like, okay, all of those things are imperative for a good balanced uh, life and a good balanced recovery, and, and, you know, not just from addiction, from everything. I mean, goodness, our whole our whole country is in traumatic stress disorder right now. But I digress. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to do all those things. But what what people aren't addressing in this community as a whole for mental health and um, recovery is the biochemical part and you need to help supplement that area. We're not getting enough of it in our food. Um, we're, we're out of balance and you, you have to figure out what that is. I, I'm also looking into further, um, there's going to be a coaching on the website, um, where I just list coaches that understand this. Um, and it's just going to be a, a, like a referral system. I'm not making any money from the coaches. I just want people to have coaches available to them that understand the biochemical aspect. Um, I'm going to have a link to get, um, uh, actual blood work done. Uh, mm-hmm. if you want to get blood work done that to go a uh, deeper dive on your blood work, uh, which, because most doctors don't, don't do that. And, um, functional medicine doctors are expensive. Um, so those are all, I mean, I want to write a book. I have all kinds of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, you, now do any of these affect hormonal health? Yes. And that's so funny because we started to talk about it a little bit before, but yeah, I finally got my brain chemistry right and my hormones are going crazy. Right. Yeah. Launching a business at 49 was, was, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I imagine. <laughs> entrepreneur at 49. Um, yeah. So it's all interconnected. Um, the pink cloud, which has the serotonin really does help with all forms of PMS and, um, 
perimenopause and menopause um, symptoms, but not 100%. So if you are going through that, you know, that's where you, again, I recommend everybody deal with a functional medicine doctor these days, if you can afford it, um, or a functional medicine coach, um, because they're going to look at labs. I think labs are important when it comes to that kind of stuff. If you can get your, your basics correct, I, I just got all my labs done and I'm like low in vitamin C and this weird amino acid called L-serine. If I can get those correct and then still like work with the dopamine through dopamine and the serotonin through pink cloud, then I think everything's going to work better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a regular doctor that's not a functional, um, <clears throat> medicine coach or a practitioner, like you said, it, the, my doctor, I mean, she, she was great. She put me on elimination diet, but that was really it. She ran my lab, said, oh, you're low in, you know, D and B, but it didn't yeah. really look much beyond that. And it feels like another, it's like walking into Whole Foods with the supplement department. It feels like a whole world that I don't understand. And so, yeah, just even being pointed in the direction of a lab that you can do the lab work, right. And they can let you know, um, even trying to find a functional doctor or is that what it's called? A functional yeah, functional medicine doctor. Medicine doctor. See, I don't even know the term. Um, I know a couple of my girlfriends um, have gone to one locally, but it's not in my insurance. And it's like all of these things. But you're right. It's not being talked about, Renda. You're absolutely right. And I think um, the moral failing part of of when you go see your sponsor, or you talk to someone in the in the program, and it's like, you know, you just need to pray harder, or you just need to do this. No, actually, there's something going on with me that is beyond that. Um, especially at our age, you know, getting sober in my forties. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's, my body is changing too. And that, and that's not a moral failing. I, I like how you put that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been confronted with the same thing before with well, by well-meaning, you know, people in my life, but you know, that I, I was asked to question, you know, was a, it was internal turmoil, taking on physical symptoms and it's like, okay, now I feel more crazy than I already do. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a, it is a circle, right? Because you're, you know, I mean, I, your, your brain, if, if you're not nourishing your body correctly or you're out of balance, your brain can't think right. And you might, you know, but it goes deeper. You might be out of function. You might have deeper, you know, but it is true that you can also have, you know, your thoughts can affect your body. So sure. It's a, it's a, like a, this cycle and you sort of, I mean, I tell myself, I self-talk constantly. I tell myself, you know, Oh, don't, you know, I do a lot of cognitive therapy, self-talk, you know, like, Oh, you're not good enough. Oh yes, you are. You've turned, you've done all this stuff. It's okay. Or, you know, you didn't. Yeah. It's just, it's this, it's the circle that you need to figure out how to stop. Um, and again, we're just not talking about the, the biochemical part enough. Right. Yeah. In early sobriety, it was like, it was the reaching in the dark and hoping that someone would say something that I would try, right? I would try this thing. And then and it's just, it just depends who you came into contact with, if you were going to find relief or not. Um, because you're doing everything in a new way. I was really open. I still am open. Um, but yeah, not talking about it, not understanding that this is a thing, that this the, biochem the biochemistry in our brains are shifting and changing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's nice to open up the conversation. 
Yeah, our brains and our body, you know, our gut, our, you know, um, Amy Dresner, who, you know, we all know Amy, mm-hmm. I would assume everybody here knows Amy, um, wrote an article the week before she recovers about the MTHFR gene and dopamine. And like, that couldn't have happened at a better time, because then I went to She Recovers and everyone's like, do you have anything for MTHFR? And I was like, <laughs> as a matter of fact, Um, But I think, you know, people like Amy opening up the conversation about the biochemical markers and the biochemical recovery part um, and just the feedback I've got from, you know, everybody. She recovers uh, events and and the wellness community and the yoga community and everybody about, you know, having these supplements for people that can help with, you know, mental health and emotional well-being in in a way, again, that's easily understandable. Um, I, I, I gotta say the openness for people to be open to having these discussions gives me hope that that discussion will further into the deeper areas that I, you know, that we need to talk about. Well, I love having the conversation because, you know, I'm just laughing at myself when I asked you, should we just take all of them? You know, because that's, <laughs> that's just the addict part of me just going, all or nothing, uh, you know, all or nothing. If one so. is going to work, then I need all of them every day, yeah, five and- times a day, but we need discernment too. And so I, I love that you are saying, yes, I've done this research, but you know, you need to maybe work with a doctor or, you know, figure out what exactly you need or what you're deficient in. Well, yeah. I mean, so you can go deeper and deeper. Look, it's, it's, um, you know, these, my supplements, they're, you know, every, every one of them has interaction listed on the packaging. So if you're on, you know, pink cloud, there's some interactions with St. John's wort, which that happens with just with St. John's wort, but, um, they're not gonna, it's, it's not so crazy that it's going to hurt you to take them. So like, if you want to take them while you're doing a deeper dive into some of these other things, I I will say that um, I, I, I'm going to come out with a methylated B complex because that's the other thing that I find most people have an issue with. A lot of people have this MTHFR gene mutation, which is way deeper than this, this call or this, you know, podcast, but you want to look that up. So I'm going to come out with a a methylated B vitamin soon. I hope I'm going to come out with one, uh, uh, for cortisol for stress, uh, which I, I didn't really address yet. And then I'm probably going to come out with one for more, even more focus. Those are the three that I'd like to come out with in the new year. Um, if, if, if everything goes right. When do you sleep, Uh, Brenda? (laughs) (laughs) I actually get tons of sleep. You do. Okay. Well, because yes, she yeah. takes rest well and, <laughs> and, and serenity. And actually, I, I, I shut it down a lot, you guys. I mean, I sound like I'm working all the time and I sometimes beat myself up that I'm not doing enough that like my book isn't out yet. And I'm like, why isn't my book out? But it's like, you know, I shut it down sometimes and literally turn on, you know, Netflix and watch. I'm, I'm really into like periodic, you know, um, Netflix shows from other eras so that I could just... Me too. Historical drama. Yeah, Historical same. Historical dramas. I just turn it all <laughs> mm-hmm. off, watch TV for a couple hours of same. that stuff. So, you know, it's okay to turn your brain off. It's- well, and that's just part of being well-rounded and having, you know, a well-rounded health. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just sober. Yeah. 
super important for that to have all of those things. You know, I, I, I do, I beat myself up. I'm like, I don't you do yoga enough anymore. I don't exercise enough anymore. But, you know, you just you gotta be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm learning that we're all learning that in recovery. Right. And it's just, and, and it's like, I forget that in, in like the whole 24 hours concept, right. That we only have today. I'm going to forget that tomorrow, right? So I have to be re- reminded, like this morning, I was texting with a friend before we were chatting, and she was having a hard time. And I was like, go back to the basics, like, go meditate, <laughs> go um, take a hot shower, um, eat something, you know, go for a walk, like just basics, like I have to be reminded constantly to go back to that. Um, uh, it doesn't yeah. matter how so- much time you have, you have to you forget. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So protein every four hours, if you're mm-hmm. having a hard protein every four hours. And that doesn't mean you have to eat bacon. That can mean any kind of protein. Um, I'm, I'm doing a ketotarian type of eating right now, which has been super helpful for me. Um, Dr. Will Cole wrote a book if you want to check that out. Um, and, uh, you know, protein every four hours and, you know, write down what you're eating in the day and see if the, that causes some mood swings and, you know, add supplements. They work. If you don't add mine, add some, um, you know, those work and, um, yeah, it's, we need a more balanced conversation Mm -hmm. and not just for recovery for everybody. Like I said, everybody is going through the crazies right now. Right. You know, our country is uh, under, no matter what you believe politically, our country is in so much turmoil and so much traumatic stress. And uh, it just feels like, you know, this constant chaos of anxiety around us constantly. So, you know, that just adds to all of it and sort of just get quiet and, and, you know, get back to basics. But the basics have to start including uh, nutrition. Absolutely. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for educating us and talking about this today and sharing. Yeah, this is great. I know it's going to be so helpful for our listeners too. Good. That's, that's all I ask is to be (laughs) a Well, you're being of great service. You know, this is a wonderful thing. So we appreciate it. Um, We'll share all your, how people can get in touch with you at the very end, but this is the part of the show where we, um, we ask you about three items that might be in your unruffled toolbox. And for our listeners who don't know what that is, our unruffled toolbox is just something either creatively or something related to recovery that has helped us through the week. So, or what's like, what's been your jam lately, whatever that might be. Um, So Rinda, do you have three things to share? I do. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about while we've been talking this whole time is how we have a ton of creative ideas and which one do we do. And I've, I've been liking it to talk about an hourglass, you know, like the hourglass of t- uh, that does time. So if you visualize an hourglass and you've got all these creative ideas at the front, if you can, at the top, if you can whittle it down and just let one of those things, one or two of those things go through that you know, period in the sandbox or the, um, hourglass. So it like goes down, you filter it and you, you pick one or two. And then, then once you pick those two, then you can go back out and be creative with just those two. And those will help you. Do you understand the visual? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
you've got all of them, you whittle them down like an hourglass and then you let the sound go through and then you let those two creative things that you're already doing and then you get back and be really creative again, but under the scope of those things. So I try and use this hourglass visual um, when I'm creating anything. Um, it's really helpful so that my mind focuses and then gets expansive again. Um, I like that. That's one thing I would say sometimes, you know, in a toolbox is balance. Just take a break uh, when you need it. Um, and I would I would go back to this uh, food and biochemical aspect of creativity, because if you're not eating and you're not um, balancing your food and your mood, then how can you actually create? And so I think it's really important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself physically as well as spiritually and um, with your fellows at the same time. That will actually boost your creativity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Brenda, yep. thank you so much. Where, where can people find you? Where, where's the best place to find you? Well, all my, all my personal social, you're welcome, welcome to follow along. It's literally just at Rinda. Um, with at and at Rinda, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I kind of keep Facebook for family, but I'll, I'll add you on Facebook as well. But Instagram's really my favorite place to correspond. Um, at Rinda, A-T-R-Y-N-D-A is my website if you want to check out more of my past. And then the company that I launched is Very Every Day. It's V-R-Y, Every Day. And the social is exactly that across the board, Very Every Day. So. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it a lot. My absolute thank you. pleasure. I love talking about creativity. <laughs> Well, you're just oozing it and emitting it and radiating it. So, yes, Yes. you were a natural fit. So thank you so much, Rinda. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.